Hey y'all, this is Lashana Harney from Wind City Voices, and you're listening to the official Wind City Voices podcast, the show that brings your stories, our stories, and all of the voices of Winchester right to your ears. This is episode one, where I'll be reading my personal essay, Always Becoming. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the power of a good story. Happy face and twist. Happy face and twist. Happy face. Yellow tufted smiley face car charm that hangs from my truck's rear view mirror danced along to my music, taking cues from the blasts of air coming from the vents. And every time it twists, it reveals its happy face, which in turn makes me smile. I reckon that's why I bought it. You see, I've been Marie condoing my life lately getting rid of the things that don't spark joy, and, well, bringing in things that do. I had an epiphany the other night looking at that silly little smiley face. I was driving home from a trip to Lexington, singing along to John Prine's Spanish Pipe Dream. I could see the beautiful crescent moon as the sun was going down. The cold air from my air conditioner was a nice relief from the late summer heat, and my current favorite drink, zero sugar cherry Coke, was sitting pretty in my cup holder. I felt good. No, I felt happy. I felt authentically me. It has been a long journey to get to this point. I think back to all of the classic coming-of-age stories. The Breakfast Club, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Stand By Me, The Perks of Being a Wallflower. All of the stories I know feature teenagers coming into or nearing adulthood. And in that process, they learn who they are, who they want to be. I never got a chance to do that. I mean, yeah, those stories are an idolized narrative where everything happens to fall into place and end happily ever after. Of course, that's not real life, but it's what we were told as teens. Adulthood was supposed to be some antidote for teenage angst and awkwardness. And we were expected to know what we wanted to do with our life the second we moved our tassels to the left. I spent my first years of adulthood just trying to survive, scraping by on pennies to be the first in my family to graduate from college. And naively, after university, I thought it would get better. I thought getting my first big girl job would be exactly what I needed to be happy. But I learned that when you truly love what you do, the heartbreak gets hard when the industry disappoints you. And as the years of my early 20s passed by, life kept enrolling me in new lessons. Between the toll of financial hardship, the deaths of loved ones, enduring emotional and domestic abuse from a partner, an unprecedented global pandemic, and so much more, I never had the time for my own coming-of-age story. Though, I did think about those questions over the years. Who am I? Who do I want to be? What do I want to do with my life? And all of those other lofty existential questions. But it wasn't until now, at 25, that I realized that None of that actually matters. What matters is whether or not I am living in a way that feels right to me. Am I living authentically? I was listening to a podcast, Box Conversations, while out on a walk the other day. The episode title caught my eye. It was The Quest for Authenticity. And in it, the host, Sean Ailing, talked with Sky Cleary, the philosopher and author of the book, How to Be Authentic. During their conversation, Clary talked about how people misuse the term authenticity. 
Oftentimes we hear authenticity described as just being yourself. Or you hear people say they're going to find themselves as if they could just dive deep into the sea of their inner self only to return to the surface with their true self in tow. It almost sounds easy or even tangible. When really, as Cleary describes, there is no fixed essence or fixed blueprint within ourselves that we need to uncover. There's no endpoint. There's no perfect final form of ourselves waiting to be found. Instead, authenticity is a process. We're continuously creating ourselves, constantly changing, times renewing or reconnecting, always becoming. To me, that's freeing. I didn't need time to figure myself out, but rather I should embrace who I am now and accept that who I am or what I want might change. Another thing that helped me reach this point of authenticity or feeling authentically me was shedding the ideas of how I should be. The ideas that society had so audaciously shoved down my throat the minute I came into this world. From birth, we, women especially, are conditioned to fulfill certain roles in life. For women, we are supposed to be mothers, housewives, to be small and quiet, to do as we're told. We're told what we should want and what we should look like. Clary and Ailing talked about this on the podcast. According to Simone de Beauvoir, a French philosopher whose philosophy is the primary subject of Clary's book, to be human is to stretch beyond those roles. Clary goes on to say that to be authentic means to hold yourself in question. Are you just blindly plodding through life, fulfilling these roles, or are you pushing back? Do you want to push back? Those roles feel authentic to you and what you want? I knew early on that I would never be what society expected of me. I don't want children. I don't want to be a wife. And I am certainly not small or quiet. Some of those parts were easier for me to accept about myself, but... It can still be difficult to voice those opinions aloud in the company of people beholden to society's longstanding structures. But I am no longer compromising myself or letting go of the parts of my existence that feel so me. My personal quest for authenticity and the whole Marie Kondoing my life actually resulted in some pretty big shifts. Some were external, like quitting my job. Others were more internal and incredibly vulnerable, like finally standing a little more firmly in my queer identity. Becoming more me also manifested in smaller ways. These days, I essentially live in overalls because that's what I feel most me in. I feel authentically me when I wear my glasses, when I listen to the same song over and over and over until I'm finally ready to move to the next song, when I sing about the tasks that I'm doing, when I read a book, can't put it down, when I make a big pot of soup, when I do a silly little dance through my kitchen to my living room. At night in the truck, all of the parts of my life were in harmony. According to Bovar, happiness is a flourishing that comes from living in harmony with the world and is a side effect of being authentic. I'm happier these days because I'm finally able to live life on my own terms. I'm not just surviving, and <laughs> I still don't know who I am or what I want out of life, but I feel like me. And although happiness will ebb and flow through the seasons and seconds of one's life, as harmony isn't ever present, according to Bovar, it's important to embrace that ambiguity and tension. So for now, I'm smiling along with that silly little smiley face card charm. Feeling happy, 
villain like me in Twist. Thanks for listening to the official Wind City Voices podcast with your host, me, Lashina Harney. I hope you enjoyed uh, my personal essay. And if you want to see more like that and check out other creators and other storytellers, be sure to give us a follow here on Facebook at Wind City Voices. And be sure to check out our website, windcityvoices.com to sign up to our email list and check out all of the amazing content that goes on there. So that's all for this episode, folks. See you next time.